Good Sunday morning. This is Mike Sarek, the voice of Vital Ministries, and it's good to be with you on this Sunday. I tell you what, we have a beautiful weekend going on. It's amazing here in Iowa. We're still holding up in the 30s. This past week, I actually had an opportunity after Christmas. I went down to Florida and uh, to see my my son and his family. And I tell you what, the weather was absolutely wonderful and gorgeous down there. But uh, he lives down there by uh, the Fort Lauderdale area. And uh, it's just beautiful. But the things that I really appreciate about being home, to be all honesty, is, you know, going and visiting those locations is, is always good to get away, but it's even better to come home. And just a, a very busy life. But I'm thankful to go down and visit with my son and his wife and, his, and my grandkids. But it was just a great time. But maybe today you're traveling yourself. You're headed down the highway. You're you're uh, headed for a destination. We just pray today. We thank you for being part of Vital Ministries. And just be safe as you travel this morning out there and uh, in your destination. And thank you for listening to us this morning. And uh, just uh, hold on. We got a great teaching for you today as we look into the new year. Also, too, those of you who are headed on your way to church at the second week, just pray uh, as you travel that you get an opportunity to worship and to praise the Lord. And also, too, to get a word of inspiration from the pastor who's getting to speak. And I, and I always encourage everybody with this, especially with um, heading to church, just make sure um, truth is being spoken at your church. And also, too, this is a time of a season to stand. And we're going to get more into detail about that this morning. But I uh, just encourage you to travel today. Those of you who are listening at home, this is a part of your Sunday morning. This is your church. I just want to thank you for being part of Vital. And uh, I just really, really appreciate it. So just thank you for listening. But to, today, as we get ready to move on, it, it's a moment of, of heartache in our state, obviously, with the with the shooting and the thing that's happened in Perry, Iowa, and we definitely pray for that community. Small, much uh, community, it was just a little bit smaller that we have in um, in the Oskaloosa, and also too uh, a little bit bigger than in, in the New Sharon area where I'm from. But our hearts go out for those families with loss today. Um, we just pray that God will work in the midst of this heartache tragedy, and uh, it just it's just sad, and just helps us to realize in Iowa and across our nation, just the depth of a mental illness of how of how much there is a need of what is going on out there and we need to be proactive and to be helping with that. But also too that uh, just be with those families today, those especially those with those loss. Um, we pray for the for the, uh, the, the the both of those families. Um, yeah, it's just it's just tragic about what's happened. But we just, uh, we just, our hearts go out to them this morning. But with that being said, I um, just want to encourage you about a couple of things. We're getting ready to start back up at Vital Ministries next week. You can go to our vitalministries.org website. Check that out to see the locations where we're going to start it back up. And just, just encourage you to be a part of, men's, um, of a men's group and, and be encouraged by that. And uh, in this area, we're both in, um, we're in New Sharon and um, we are in, Atumwa and Knoxville. So just check out those three locations and just uh, see if there's something that we, if you'd be interested in joining as men. Also too, we want to uh, just, uh, as we look into the new year, just to be thankful for the, the incredible weather that we're having. And, and um, also too, we're sending out devotionals for the new year. If you want to get plugged into that, that's great. You go to vitalministers.org. We send them out to men six days a week. And also to Vital Life, which is a combination of both. My, my wife is the writer of that and she does a wonderful job. So you can check those things out. 
and uh, be a part of that. I'm actually doing a teaching series that, uh, starting up this next week, the next two two week weekends in Lighthouse Church in New Sharon. You can go to the Lighthouse uh, website and check that out. I'm doing a teaching series on how to present the gospel message. And a lot of people say, I don't know how to present the gospel. Well, I tell you what, we're gonna take two weeks and go in detail and help give helps in order to present the gospel message to people of who do not know Jesus. And what a greater time to bring hope in the midst of the things that are going on in the midst of our, not only our nation, amongst the world, but especially in our communities. I often had a person to share with me this past week. He said, Mike, I, I feel so struggled. What, you know, we, we can't, you know, what can we do? There's so much of the world we can't touch. And I said, that is very true. But what we can do is we can touch the corner of the world in which we live. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Because, uh, you know, last week I shared about with you about the things that were going to happen in 2024 that uh, far as uh, what the Bible says and things. But I want to encourage you as we look at today, we're going to look at keep your eyes on Jesus in 24. And I'm going to, we're going to go into, if you're uh, home today, we're going to be in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 14. But before we do that this morning, I just want to um, help see something about this morning. As we look to the storms of life, how we look to the things that are ahead of us. And one of the things that's really, really good, and I got this off of Greg Laurie's website and off his devotional page, and he says this, Character is not made in a crisis. It is only exhibited. It may be manifested in the great moments, but it, but it is made in the small ones. Do you have that kind of character or are you compromising in your life as a Christian? You know, we're going to look today as I shared with you about Peter looking in the storms of life because folks, I believe with, with all that's within me that this year of 2024 is going to be a shaking. We are going to see things and experience things that we have never seen in the midst of our nation. So what I'm saying I believe a storm not only is coming, but we are seeing the beginnings of the storm and you will not be able to withstand the storm if you do not keep your eyes on Jesus. Now, this is interesting. I, I've, I've got Angus cattle and, and Highland cattle and, and whatnot. And, and cattle normally, when storms come, will run away from the storm. So what happens is they run away or they move. They'll actually move their backside from the storm as the storm comes. So it will hit their backside as opposed to the front. So they're resisting the storm and putting their back to it. Now, an interesting truth is this. Buffalo, on the other hand, will run into a storm, will face a snowstorm due to the fact that they are created in such a way that they their instincts of going into the storm makes it shorter. Now that's an interesting concept, isn't it? As we as we face the storm, the storm as we look at 2024, we can either run from the storm or we can face it head on and keep our eyes on Jesus. Now I want to share with you this morning. We're going to look in the book of Matthew as we look at keep your eyes on Jesus in 24. If you look in the book of Matthew chapter 14, Jesus had just done some miraculous things. He had, he had uh, found out about the death of his, of his cousin, John the Baptist, 
um, in the in the beginning of the chapter, the tragedy of that, and I can only imagine you know the grieving part that came. But then he is speaking to the crowds. He's speaking to the people. He's he's got he's had a time of teaching. Uh, it says there was uh, as much as about five thousand men that were fed that day, in addition to women and children. So what Jesus does after the teaching, he has compassion on them and he feeds them. So after that, if you can only imagine, some major healings were going on. The Bible doesn't give us in detail what healings happened, but it was enough of the significance of the healings that they wanted to make him king. And that is not why Jesus came. He was already the king of kings, but he was not here to be like King David. He was here to be a certain, he was born to die as we shared with and going through uh, the nativity. But so Jesus, let's, let's look at this. If you've got your Bibles this morning, open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14, starting with verse 22. It says this, it says, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the other people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Now, here's some interesting things. What we do is we see Jesus getting away. He's just been, he's been pulled on. People have come to him. He's done some incredible healings, miracles have happened. He's fed over 5,000 people. But let's, let's just find, maybe do the math. There could have been as many as ten to 15,000 people possibly that got fed that day. So Jesus was absolutely exhausted. So what he does is he sends his men out. He sends them out to go. He says this, he says, meanwhile, the disciples were in the trouble in a faraway land. So he sends them out on a boat. He says, go on to the other side and I will catch up with you. Now, it was hard for them to understand because it was a shorter way to get across the Sea of Galilee was to go by boat versus walking around. But Jesus was going to teach them something that night. He was going to show Peter to help him to, to be have great faith and also too to show his disciples that he truly was the Lord, was God over everything, including creation itself. Now, a lot of times when we go through storms of life, we have situations and we're, we're facing, it feels like we're out on, a, out on a boat sometimes, don't we? In the middle of the lake and man, the storm is just beating us up. It's going up and down. But let's look at what it says. It says, and starting with verse 24, it says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. Now, this is important. Now, these men, seven of these disciples were fishermen. They have experienced the sea. They have been out on the storms in the midst of the sea. But this storm was different. This storm was a place to where they possibly could actually lose their lives. They were in a desperate moment of desperate times. And they were waiting and, and they, were, they were wondering, I can only imagine why they're sitting on the boat probably asking questions. Where is Jesus when we need him most? And especially Peter being the leader of all of them, asking the same question. Now, if you ever go in, and look into um, The Chosen, and I highly recommend that teaching, that TV series that's on uh, um, 
on the Angel Channel, and it's 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 fantastic. Called the Chosen. Get it, download it, watch. They got three seasons. Season four is coming out. But the end of season three, it kind of gives us a a little bit of a twist. A lot of times we have to read into the scripture, into the Bible of things that are not said or spoken. It's showing that uh, Peter is struggling. His wife, and it says in the Bible that never speaks that Peter and his wife ever have children. And it shows in, the, in, in this uh, hy- hypothetical situation is possibly that maybe Peter and his wife had, she had lost a baby in childbirth. So Jesus, So Peter is angry. He's angry to the point where he's questioning in his faith. Now, don't we all go through experiences like that of questioning, don't we? We, we? we have these storms in our lives and we wonder, Lord, where are you in the midst of the storm? Now, sometimes these storms that we actually occur are self-inflicted. Things that we have brought on to ourselves due to the fact of situations or scenarios or, or choices made that create the storm. But this storm that these men were on was not any of that. This storm was created in order to strengthen their faith. And I think that's important for us to realize that sometimes storms are meant to strengthen our faith when we're going through that. So let's let's go on. Let's let's go on and see what happened. So it says about three o'clock, Jesus was walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. Now, who wouldn't, right? Jesus is walking on the water. They have never seen anybody walking on the water. And here's Jesus. He's walking on the water as if it's land. The storm is going on. So I can only imagine as he's walking, he's still soaking wet as he's walking. And they would think there is a ghost coming towards us. And, and it's the unknown. It's the things that they can't see. It's something that's never, ever happened before. But Jesus, he makes this response. He says, but Jesus spoke to them at once. He says, don't be afraid, he says. Take courage. I am here. Now, why that is so important is because when we go through storms in our lives, is, is we could sometimes, it seems like Jesus is like a ghost and he's at a distance. Where are you, Jesus, when I need you most? I can only imagine that some of these very questions I'm asking this morning are being asked by people in the community of Perry this morning. Lord, where were you in this tragedy? Innocent lives were either destroyed or hurt because of such a time and a moment like this. And I tell you what, folks, I don't have an answer for that, and I'm not going to claim to have an answer on that, but what I do believe an answer of hope is, is to keep our eyes back on Jesus. Jesus reminds them, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And when I think of whatever tragedy, you know, maybe somebody this morning is going through cancer. You've got cancer, it has riddled your body. It is to a point where there is no hope at all. It appears that death is literally knocking on the door. I know a family up in where I, in the area where I live, and to them, the very thing I am saying this morning seems to be to them, would be my assumption. They're keeping their eyes on Jesus, but it seems like at stage four cancer, where are you? But Jesus always reminds us in the midst of the storms, in all things, in cancer, 
in, in tragedy, in financial situations. Jesus says, keep your eyes on me. And I believe that with all that's within me, folks. In 2024, if you do not hear anything I say today, hear what I am about to say now. I believe the Spirit is speaking through what is being said. Keep your eyes on Jesus in the storm. Your character and your credibility will come through if you keep your eyes on him and it will strengthen your faith. Now let's keep going. It says this. It says, then Peter, he calls out to him, Lord, if it's really you. Now, don't you find that interesting? Lord, if Jesus had just spoke to them, and still Peter has this question, who would, is it really you? Man, sit on that for a minute. Is it really you? Have not any of us asked the question before? when we're going through storms in our lives, Lord, if it's really you, can you help me? <clears throat> you know, I one of the greatest storms I ever experienced in my life was was it was in my in my divorce in my first marriage, and I'll, I'll, that that was the greatest storm of anything I've ever encountered in my life. But I will promise you this: what I realized in the midst of the storm of my life was I really focused on Jesus. I kept my eyes on him. I trusted him. It looked like everything was absolutely unraveling around me. But Jesus carried me through. It says this. Peter goes, tell me to come to you walking on the water. So, so all of a sudden now we see a little bit of faith in Peter. He has a little bit of faith. He says, Jesus, if it's really you, you tell me to come and I'll get out of the boat, and I'll walk towards you. Now, don't you find it interesting? There's eleven, there's 12 men on the boat, and only one asked the question. I believe with all that's within me, the other 11 are still absolutely terrified, and Peter is taking a moment of a challenge to, to look <coughs> at his faith, and Jesus is also going to use this as a teaching moment, okay? But let's go on. Jesus says this, yes, come. So it says, Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. Now, I've been on the Sea of Galilee. Obviously, it was not a storm, but I was in the middle of the sea. And when I was there, I kept trying to think in my own mind, could I have done the same thing? Would I had enough faith in the midst of the storm, if I'd have been in where Peter was, could I have asked the same question? Jesus, if it's really you, call me and I will get out of the boat. So I think that's what happens in the midst of storms of our lives. Jesus is calling us in the storm. Hey, get out of the boat. Walk towards me. I'm here. I got you. So when Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. And he cries out, save me, Lord, save me. Now, what happened was in the midst of his storm, he got his eyes off of Jesus. And when he got his eyes off of Jesus, he sank. And I believe, folks, that's what's going to happen to us this year in your faith. If you don't keep your eyes on Jesus in the midst of the storms, 
that are going to occur this year, you will sink. You will not sustain. You will not hold on. So that's why it's so important to share. I always remind people, these are some simple things that you can do to increase your faith and to keep your eyes on Jesus. One, read your Bible. Now, here's something I'm doing different this year. I've read the Bible multiple years in my life. But this year, I'm doing something different. I've actually downloaded it and put it my, on my Bible app on my phone, and I'm listening to it as opposed to reading it. Now, the reason why? Change it up a little bit. I want to do something different, but here's the key. It's getting into the very bones, the very fiber of my soul, because I'm listening to the, this, the Word of God. Now, I like the Bible app that it talks about where I, I get a little bit of Old Testament, I get some New Testament, I get a Psalm, and I get a Proverb. I love it. It gets, it helps me. It keeps my eyes on Jesus. It keeps my eyes focused on God and who he was. Now, obviously the other thing that's really, really important in the midst of our lives is, is also to prayer. Are you praying? Are you asking God for help? Are you doing those things that, that, that put challenges in your life to trust him by faith? Because when you pray, it's by faith. It is. It's, it's trusting God and asking him for things. Uh, sometimes that things are really, really difficult. But let's, let's keep reading this morning. Let's keep going. It says that Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Jesus says this, you have so little faith. And he said, why did you doubt me? You know, Peter had just seen miracles happen. He has seen Jesus raise people from the dead. He has just witnessed Jesus feeding over 10 to 15,000 people miraculously. And all of a sudden, his faith that he thought was big faith became very, very small faith. And I think that's important for us this morning as we look at the storms of our lives. See, God wants to do blessings for you in your life in the midst of the storm. He wants to be there with you in the storm. He wants to encourage you in the storm. He's going to grab you in the midst of the storm. I love it in, 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 in watching the Chosen movie as, as Peter sinks into the water. And he goes down into the water. And it shows in that movie, The Chosen, it shows that Jesus reaching down into the water and grabbing Peter and pulling him out. And I can only imagine that moment. Jesus, I, I, I believe that he not only pulled him out, I believe he grabbed him. I believe he hugged him. I believe that he kissed on him and said, Peter, Keep your eyes on me. This is not the only storm. This is, a, this is an actual literal storm. A physical storm. You have storms, more storms coming yet. you got to keep your eyes on me. Keep trusting me. And folks, I believe that's the hope. I believe that's the hope for the people in Perry. My heart breaks for them this morning of what the tragedy. It could have been here, but you gotta keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't focus on the storm. All things work together for good that those that love the Lord. That's a promise. Even in the midst of storms, even in the midst of tragedies, even in the midst when things are hard in life. And let's keep going. It said when they had climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples, what did they do? 
They had nothing else that they knew what to do. Is they worshipped him. It says they fell and worshipped him. And they said, you really are the son of God. He controlled the storm. He stopped it. He said, son, he's called out to the storm and it's calmed it. It stopped. You know, I always struggle when I watch, sometimes watching the, this chosen and the, and the misbelief of the people and especially the religious people. The Sadducees and the Pharisees. See, so often, religious people, especially in the storms of our lives, always try to tell us there's something that you've done wrong. I've heard, I've heard, I've heard such things as telling people the reason why they had cancer or reason why they had something wrong in their life is because there was sin. And I sit down back now and look back and I think, oh, how awful of a thing to have ever said. That was nothing but religion and that was nothing about um, nothing good about that. That's not the God we serve. He doesn't. What happens in the midst of life of this, of, of cancer and when things go wrong and when people get shot and killed, it's because it's, it's, it's because of the brokenness of our world. It's because of the downfall of, of us chasing after the enemy, Satan, as opposed to listening to Jesus. See, people today, they want you to listen to what the media and the, and the news tries to tell you of how, of how things are. We, 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 we want to sit there and allow ourselves to have entertainers. People today are more worried about Kelsey, Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift about their relationship, about really who cares. I'm being honest. Who stinking cares? It doesn't matter. And I think it's important today. We need to get our eyes off of people, off of, off of, off of people that we put in place, professional people, off of people who are who the entertainers, because I'm sorry, folks, they are making choices to turn your hearts away from Jesus and turn your eyes to the things of the world. And that is nothing but emptiness. There is nothing good about any of it. Turn your eyes on Jesus. In the midst of your storm of your life, if in 2024, hear my, hear my voice again this morning, turn your eyes to Jesus in 24. As we face the storms together, we'll grow stronger. As we face the storms together, we'll have greater faith. As we face the storms together, our, we will worship Jesus. That is the goal of 24. All eyes on Jesus. Focus on him. Give him praise and glory. He's got this, folks. The end of the Bible promises us that there's a new heaven and a new earth that is coming, and all things will be made right. That is the goal of 24. All eyes on Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, again, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to come and speak and give your word today, Lord, of who that you are. I just pray, Jesus, as, as we go out in 24, people are going to face storms. I pray that they keep their eyes on you today, Lord, that, that that's their focus. We love you, Jesus. We praise you, and that you are a God that we can trust and we can serve. In your name we pray. Amen.
What a great day today. Be travel safe wherever you're going, whatever your day might be as you go to church, you're at home, whatever it is. Blessing, may the shalom, shalom, mean perfect peace come on your life today. This is Mike Sarig, the voice of Vital Ministries.